Buenos dias, iglesia. Good morning, church. Thank you, Pastor Adam, for the opportunity you're giving me to be here this morning with you all. And before I begin, I just want to give a shout out to Pastor Caleb and our amazing Fredericksburg campus and our online campus as well. Church, today I want to start with a question. What do you do when the unexpected happens? Fredericksburg. What do you do when the unexpected happens? Now, as you are thinking of this question, there's bad unexpected and there's good unexpected. For example, let's say that your employer calls you today and tells you, I am giving you a 10% raise. Who wants that news? We all do, right? <laughs> or let's say your wife calls you and gives you this news. I have unexpected news. I am pregnant. Exciting news, right? For some. <laughs> for some. But now, let's say you just finished working, you're driving back home from D.C., and you get stuck in the famous traffic in the world, I-95. And it's raining, and then you're hungry, so you're hangry. Okay? And then your tire blows out. What do you do? Right? Or you get that unexpected call from your employer that tells you, we got to relocate you again. So what do you do? Now, if you are like me, you want to fix the problem. Am I right? You want to fix the unexpected. So you will stop everything around you to fix it. So now I want to go deeper with the question, and I want to change the question. And I want to say it this way. What do you do when the struggle gets real? What do you do when the struggle gets real? What do you do when the doctor calls you and tells you you have cancer? Or what do you do when the doctor tells you that one of your children will have a long-term illness? Or what do you do when you find out that your marriage is not where it needs to be at and the word divorce comes into play now? Or that, you, that your kid's relationship is drifting apart and it's not the same? What do you do? So church, this morning I want to help us answer that question. And if you are like me, you will start freaking out, stressing out, anxiety kicks in that brings chaos in your mind, which impacts your sleep, your health, and your relationships near you. But the crazy thing about this is that your outer self tells everyone, I am okay, I am fine, I will get through this. But your inner self tells you, no way, Jose, this is not going to happen. This is real. And you are in this battle. So today, I want to help you get through that struggle. Because if you're not struggling right now, guess what? The struggle will come. And we got to be ready to face our struggle. So are you guys ready to hear the word of God today? All right, let's go. Paul tells us this. In Romans 12.2 says here, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So church, the key in facing our struggles is the renewing of your mind. So what does that mean? ¿Qué significa eso? What does that mean? It means that we need to have a mind change. We need to change our way of thinking. Because if you are like me, when the struggle gets real, 
<laughs> it gets real. And you don't even have time to think. You just think negative. But here Paul tells us we need to change and we need to renew our minds. And once we are renewing our minds, the way to face a struggle is to see how God sees you. And first, God loves you, God created you, and God has something beautiful for you. And that's what you need to see first. And let me show you this. If you are new to church today, I just want to show you how deep the God's love is for you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's the love of God for you. He loves you. He cares for you. But unfortunately, we still have to deal with our struggles. Life still happens and the unexpected is coming. So what do we do when the struggle gets real? ¿Qué es lo que hacemos? For those who are taking notes, the first thing you got to do is do not look at the problem, but see the opportunity. Don't look at the problem, see the opportunity. Out of every problem that we go face, there is an opportunity. But this is what happens. We are so focused in the problem that we don't see the opportunity because we are stuck in the struggles. Now, Paul struggled. Paul went through a lot. So he wrote this letter to the church in Philippians. And as he's writing this letter, Paul is in jail. He's in chains. But he makes sure that everyone knew that he was there for Jesus Christ. He told everyone, I am here for him. And that's the opportunity that he saw. Now, he wrote this in Philippians 1.14. And because of my change, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord. And they're all to more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Church, the problem of Paul was big. He was in jail. He was struggling. But the opportunity that he saw was that other believers were using his example and were being confident and motivating to proclaim this, the gospel. Paul renewed his mind. He saw how good God was and is, even though he's facing a challenge and he's facing a struggle. So church, today, see the opportunity that God has given you in your struggle. Whatever you do, don't get lost in the problem. Kids these days will say, don't get lost in the sauce. Do not get lost in the sauce. Trust me, I know it's easier to stay in the problem than to see the opportunity. Why? Because the enemy is reminding you that you are the worst. He's shaming you, and he makes sure you know it. But let me tell you something. God sees the best in you. And that's why you need to remind your, renew your mind every day, todo el tiempo. And today I want to share my story and how my struggle got real, how I got lost in the sauce or in the, or in the struggle, and now how I see the opportunity. So in March of 2021, the unexpected came to my life. The struggle got real for me. It all started with an unexpected pain in my body that took me to the urgent care. And now, most men will agree here. We don't like going to the doctor. Am I right? We don't like it. 
That's how bad the pain was that he took me to a doctor. So that first week, I went to a doctor, and of course, the doctor sends me to another doctor. So I'm going to a doctor. Now the doctor tells me, you got to do an ultrasound. So the second week, I'm doing an ultrasound. And from there, I have to wait to go see another doctor. So now the third week, I am going to see this specialist. He comes into the room and tells me, Yayo, or Mr. Espinosa. He didn't say Yayo. He said, Mr. Espinosa, that's cancer. There's a tumor in you. And we need to do surgery. Now, the funny thing about this is that that week is Easter Sunday. So I decided to fast so I can be ready to deliver the best message on Sunday. So this is Tuesday, second day of my fasting. The doctor's telling me this news. So he walks out. So you know when the doctor walks out, it takes about, what, 30 minutes or 40 minutes for him to come back in? <laughs> Not this time. He came in two minutes and said, when was the last time you ate? I'm like, well, I'm fasting. Since Sunday, it's Tuesday. He's like, well, we are doing your surgery today. Unexpected news with cancer, unexpected surgery. I never met somebody that goes to a doctor that same day and does a surgery. So that happened to me. Now, I didn't even have time to process my struggle. I was trying to figure out what's the next plan. But there was a voice in my head that was telling me, Yayo, that's how God loves you? That's how he cares for you? Yayo, that's what he's doing? Look at that. He's giving you cancer, and you're the pastor of the church. He's giving you cancer, Yayo. That's not God's love. God doesn't love you. But again, I was too busy with the struggle to even listen to that voice. After I'd done that surgery, my whole life changed, because now I have to go to the doctor every, every other month to do follow-ups, CT scans, and everything to make sure the cancer doesn't come back. Because they told me there's a 10% chance the cancer will, may, not come, may come back. So a year later, March 20, April 2022, I get another unexpected call. And this time the doctor tells me the cancer's back. The cancer's back in a different area. So as I'm thinking of this, there's that voice saying to me, you see, he doesn't love you. So it was different this time because I had to do a 14-hour surgery plus two rounds of chemo. So for those to just explain how chemo works, it's different for each person. But for me, my chemo was one week, five to six hours, a day of chemo, rest two weeks, and then come back again for the second round of five to six hours, Monday to Friday of chemo. So on that second round, I finally... Listen to the voice. I finally gave up. I was in my bed, and I remember saying to my wife, no mas. No mas. Just let me die. Don't send me back to the doctor. I am tired of feeling this venom coming into my body. I can't no more. I give up. Just let me die. Bless my wife's heart. She's so awesome. She grabbed my hand and she's like, Yayo, it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. So later, two minutes, three minutes later, I lay down and my phone rang. Now, I'm not answering phone calls. I'm not answering text messages. I don't care about the world right now. That's the last thing I'm thinking of. 
But that phone, that phone call, that phone rang, and I answered. Unexpected phone call. And it was a good friend of mine, pastor friend, pastor friend of mine that said, Yayo, don't give up. Remember who's your father. Do not give up. And I'm just praying, crying, like, how do you knew that I gave up? And he's like, don't do it, bro. Don't give up. Remember Joseph. Remember what God did to Joseph. Even though he's suffering, he was still there and continued to bless him afterwards. Don't give up, Yayo. Do not give up. So I was shocked. I got up and went to the shower because I was stinky. I didn't take a shower for a whole week. <laughs> so as I am in the shower, I am renewing my mind and saying to myself, I am the son of God. He loves me and he cares for me. And this cancer is not going to defeat me. <laughs> I renew my mind and remind myself that I am God's children, I am his son, and that there is victory already in the name of Jesus Christ. He already won the battle. And church, when we focus on the problems, we won't see the opportunity that God has for us. I was lost in this sauce. I was. I was deep in it. But once I renew my mind, I got to see the opportunities I got to see every opportunity that God showed me in those two years. And today, I'm going to share some of those opportunities. The first opportunity was that El Monte campus grew without its leader. <laughs> Only God makes that happen. El, El Monte campus grew. God blessed me with an amazing volunteer team. I remember coming back and I'm baptizing people with stitches in my body, just baptizing people. 20 kids accepted Christ in a VVS camp. Only God does that. El Monte showed me that we do exist to make a difference for that one more. And I was that one more. The second opportunity that I saw was the love of the mount to me. You guys love me in so many ways. You guys brought me a bunch of food, which was amazing. Okay, it was great. Katie Robbins created this carpool so each pastor or volunteers can take me to the doctor as I'm getting my chemotherapy from Stafford to D.C. every day, Monday to Friday. <laughs> uh, there was a pastor that, honestly, if it wasn't for the ring, but I wouldn't notice this. He went to my house and put his hands and prayed. I saw the opportunity, how God was moving with the mount, with our family. And that's one of the opportunities that I got to see that uh, the mount does exist to make a difference for one more. They do, do, they do exist for that because I was that one more. Another opportunity that God showed me was the love of my wife. Man, she was a, she's a strong cookie. She did not give up. She held my hand and told me, we're in this together. And in my weakness, God used her to be my strength. <laughs> in my weakness, God used my wife to be my strength. Another opportunity that God showed me was that my cancer had a purpose. That when I went through my suffering, it had a purpose. Because since I had cancer, since my periods of cancer, over five people accepted Christ because of my cancer. 
I was able to communicate and connect and understand the process of chemo, the process of going to the doctors, the process of feeling uncomfortable. I was able to connect with each one of them, and they accepted Christ. One of them told me before she passed away, she's like, Pastor, I am so happy I got to meet Christ because now I get to celebrate with him. Yes, all for Jesus here. Church, there are many opportunities I can share, uh, many opportunities that I can share with you today. But I'll share this last one. I saw my God in action. I saw the opportunity to see my father in action because he did heal me from cancer because I am cancer free now. <laughs> Only God does that. I'm able to eat again a lot. <laughs> I'm able to laugh and run and jump. I'm able to do all this stuff. Because he is God gyra, God provider. And that's the same God for you. Yeah. Romans 12, 12 was a verse that kept me going. Let's read it together. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Fredericksburg, listen up here. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. Church, put your hope in Jesus Christ, okay? Because he does care for you, all right? Now, be patient in your struggle. I know it's hard. Trust me, I know. <laughs> but God is going to show you something in that struggle. And never stop praying. Renew your mind every day. And then you'll be able to do this. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So church, this morning, give your struggle to God, for he cares. He does care. He does care, church. Give your struggle to God, for he cares. I wish I can tell you today that the struggle is not going to happen, but I'm sorry. It's coming. But we can face it. With victory. Because there is victory in Christ. We will have unexpected moments. And we will have some struggles. But listen here. The struggle does not define you. Jesus defines you. So now whatever you do, see the opportunity. See the opportunity. Let God be glorified in your struggle. Let God make your family stronger. And, and, be, and see how God will be active in your life. Because he is active in your life. And let him show you how he is a good, good father. Church, again, in the struggle, you need to renew your mind. Christ suffered. In that cross, he suffered. The struggle got real for Jesus Christ, as he was being whipped and being crucified in that cross for each one of us. So if he suffered, we will also suffer. But if Christ is in our hearts, we will have everlasting peace through any storm that you are facing. So see the opportunity that God has for you. He loves you, church. And today, I want to give you the opportunity to make an unexpected decision. Maybe you are going through a struggle. Maybe the struggle is real for you right now. But if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today 
you can make an unexpected decision to accept him as your Lord, as your Lord and Savior. So if you want to accept Christ for the first time, I'm giving you the opportunity to do it today. And maybe today you want to. So if you raise your hand right now if you want to accept Christ, I'm going to give you the opportunity. If you have never accepted him, I'll give you the opportunity to raise your hand today and say, I want to accept Christ. Make that unexpected decision because God does care for you. We are celebrating people getting baptized today, church. God is good. And maybe today you can join them by accepting him for your first time and then going and get baptized. So church, if you want to accept Christ, I'm giving you the opportunity to raise your hand here and say, I want Christ. And if that's you, we celebrate with you. Or online or in Fredericksburg, anyone there. But now, if you already have Christ in your heart and the struggle is real in your life now, I want to give you the opportunity to remind, to renew your mind and remember who is God. That God does care for you and that God loves you. And don't face your struggle alone. Face it with him. Because he is your strength. First Peter 5.7 says this. Cast all your anxiety to him, on him because he cares for you. Church, God loves you. God loves you. I don't know what you are facing right now. Online, Fredericksburg, I do not know what you are facing right now. But I can tell you this right now, that he does love you. Okay? He cares for you. God loves you and God cares for you. He's going to make you stronger in your struggle. And, for la and last, see the opportunity. See the opportunity that God is giving you right now. The opportunity to see him in action. The opportunity to see how strong your family will get after the struggle. And remember, church, there's victory in Jesus Christ already. He won the battle. He never lost the battle. He won it. That's our heavenly father. So today, if you are struggling with something, don't do it by yourself. Give it to God and see the opportunity. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for caring. Thank you for caring for your church. Lord, today I pray for each one of us that is dealing with a struggle. Lord, today I pray that they can see that you do care for them. That you are there for them. Lord, I pray that as they are facing this, they can renew their mind. That they can renew their mind, Father. And not listen to that voice, to that negative voice, but to listen to your voice. That beautiful voice that says, it will be fine. Lord, you are, are, you are peace. You are light. You are beautiful. And today I just pray for, for whoever is right now dealing with a struggle. Lord, that that person can just rely on you and put your hope in you. That regardless of what's going on, they won't give up. That they know that they're in your hands. Father, you are awesome. You are good. You are Jaira. You are our provider. 
You are Elohim. Lord, you are Alpha and Omega. That's who you are. And Father, nothing will stop you. And we know that you have a plan for us. Thank you, Father. We pray this in your name. And we all say, Amen. Thank you, church.